0: Welcome back. I have a really cool show for all of you. Um, Really looking forward to today's topic. The show today was inspired by a book that uh, Brandon Jackson, actually one of our great coaching clients from North Carolina, um, suggested that I read. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about that today. And it was funny. I was writing the topic. I was writing the show outline on a, Plane flight back from Puerto Rico yesterday, and the topic that I wrote down was basically seven ways to stop being lazy. (laughs) And then he sent me out, sent me this great book on um, that I'm going to share with you a little bit today. And it worked out perfectly because it enhanced the notes I was creating for all of you. So before I get to that, I want to really sincerely thank all of you for continuing to make Harris Rules the bestseller that it is. If you've not purchased your copy of Harris Rules, make sure well, frankly, it's at Burns and Noble. It's for sale at Walmart. It's for sale at Target. Um, I haven't gone to either one of those stores to see it on the bookshelf, but we did go into Barnes & Noble, and we did see it on the shelves at Barnes & Noble. We posted pictures of that on our Instagram page. That was pretty cool. Um, And then, of course, it's a for sale on Amazon, too. So make sure you get the book, Harris Rules. Uh, From what I can tell, it seems like Harris Rules is going to become one of the new sort of stalwarts of the real estate industry in terms of being a book that everyone refers back to. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about it. A lot of people suggest it, recommend it. If you've not read it yet, please go and get that book ASAP. A lot of you are asking about the audio version, audible version. That's not going to come out probably until 2020, so just stay tuned for that. There's just a lot that's associated with getting that done. Julie and I, for our book that came out two years ago, we hired somebody, really great gal that did the reading of it, but a lot of you complained. and It wasn't because of her. It was because you wanted to hear us doing our own work and reading our own book. And I totally understand that because I listen to audiobooks constantly, and I always like it when the author reads it as well. So Julie and I are going to go and have to schedule studio time and the whole thing to get the book read uh, so that you know we can sell to you the audio version, which, again, is uh, completely understandable because I pretty much listen to probably usually one or two audiobooks a week, um, and I know a lot of you do as well. So listen, I want to, again, sincerely thank all of you for making Harris Rules a a huge success, and if you've not purchased your copy, you can go to Barnes Noble or you can just hit the easy button and just purchase it off Amazon. All right, second announcement for all of you, um, we do have uh, openings for free coaching calls this week. If you've not scheduled your free coaching call uh, for this week, if you've not gotten your real estate treasure map completed yet, it's easy. Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996. Text the word Harris three, uh, to 31996. Just do that now while you're sitting here, you know. Listening to me on your iPhone or your Android device. You're listening to us, most of you listen to us on your mobile. Some of you listen to us in your car. Just text the word Harris to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link that's going to allow you to download six free books. These are books, two of which used to be for sale, but we essentially just started giving them away so they're no longer for sale. Well, one of them still for sale. Real Estate Treasure Map is on Amazon, but don't buy it. We're going to give it to you. Just text the word Harris to 31996. Real Estate Treasure Map, I say this on almost every podcast, but it really is, um, will help you establish a true north in your business and personal life it's a fill in the blank business and life plan. It takes you through all well, actually very similar to the topic I'm going to be sharing with all of you guys today, but it walks you through how to form new habits. It walks you through all the, you know, essentially all the ways that you can go about having uh consistent results in your life. All right. So, um Julie by the way is traveling today, so it'll just be me for the remainder of our half hour together today. And I also want to say too, uh if you want to get a hold of me, any time to talk about whatever it is that you need help with uh, just text me 512-758-0206 I know we've been doing a lot of interviews with top producing agents lately and it's always interesting to see which ones resonate with you and which ones don't the one, the pod, I, I, some of these people I've interviewed have not been coaching clients. They've been top-producing agents um, with EXP Realty, and uh, EXP Realty asked us to do those interviews. and I'm just enjoying it, to be honest with you. Some of these interviews I've been doing, I love these people that are just normal people, you know, that have essentially gone from having normal jobs. One guy was a barber, another guy was a policeman, you know, and they got into these and they got into real estate. and Now they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. That's the those that, that the types of interviews that I really enjoy. and here's the other thing that's really fascinating consistently and this is, I'm not, this is not by design on my part. I'm finding more and more people who are becoming top producers who are not doing the dumb things. And, you know, some of them listen to us. Some of them have, you know, been uh, fans of ours. But I'm not specifically just looking for, to expose you guys to people that are already in our circus set, right, that are already basically part of our, um, our ecosystem. I'm wanting to expose all of you to anybody who I think is going to be able to help you in your real estate business. And just consistently these people I've been discovering, the EXP, are really exceptional um in that they're focused on making a profit and they're focused on building net worth and they're focused on their financial futures they're focused on making it so that they have a, a path forward to becoming rich where their money works for them and they no longer have to work for the money that to me is incredibly exciting it takes me back to when Julie and I originally got into real estate and you know this you know Julie and I've been married for 27 years this year and when we first got married, we were still in college basically we were 20 and 21, no, basically about it, we were, and we actually ended up purchasing our first house and started dabbling in real estate before we had licenses when we were 22 and 23, and from there, we just essentially never got out of real estate, as it were, but one of the goals that we originally had was to accumulate enough rental properties so that, you know, by the time, sometime in the future, we would be able to live off of the passive income from the rental properties. It was around about, by the time we were in our mid to late 30s. Maybe like 40, that we actually had accomplished that goal. Um, but I have to tell you, when I look at what these people are doing inside eXp Realty with the revenue share, I swear I wish I would have known about that when I was in my early 20s. Of course, eXp wasn't around then, but had it been, I'm not sure if I would have, been, and Julie and I would have spent all that time and effort purchasing rental properties. So if you've not listened to some of those uh, interviews that we've done, just go back to iTunes or just go to Tim uh, and just listen to some of the past interviews just for the past like 2 or 3 weeks. They're really fascinating how you know again, how these people are almost walking into passive income. Some of are making 5,000, 10,000, 15,000. I had one guy scheduled for an interview, he's coming up, who's making $60,000 a month just in revenue share. Just listen to the interview. Don't, you know, don't let anybody else cast their – okay, I'll give you, for example, I'm trying to hold myself back, but I'm not going to. So I had some criticism from the EXP interviews, from Keller Williams people in particular, and they were sort of trying to give me like um, challenges to the EXP model. I didn't have the answers to their challenges, so I sent them off to EXP, and the EXP sent the answers back. And it was fascinating to me how misinformed people are about what EXP is. That's really interesting to me, how how organized the disinformation effort has been uh, towards that company in particular. And I understand why, because it's a revolutionary business model for real estate agents. There's nothing similar to it, nothing close. So again, I don't want to talk about EXP unless you do. if you want to talk about it, just text me at 512-758-0206. All right, let's talk about this. Now- The topic, you guys know I like the juicy topics, or the juicy titles, right? (laughs) The topic is seven ways to stop being lazy. So the first thing I wanted to start out with you, uh, talking with you about, was that everybody, and this is just putting your mind in a state where you don't have to be so critical, or you don't have to be so hard on yourself, okay? It's our natural state to be in stasis, okay? That is, everyone wants to get to the point where, okay, I've I've, uh, sowed my oats, I've chopped my wood, I'm good. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that in any aspect of our lives. So mentally and sometimes emotionally, uh, certainly physically, uh, we want to get to a point where we don't have to continue to do what we don't want to do and we don't want to do it at the highest level. That includes – I'll give you a for example that everyone can understand. If you've worked really, really hard to get your body in really, really good shape. You know, you've done the low carb thing. You've gone to Orange Theory. You've spent, you know, maybe the last two years doing what you didn't want to do and you didn't want to do at the highest level. And you get your body in really great shape. And you just, you look in the mirror and you just can't believe the image that's looking back at you. All of you can do that, by the way. Maybe it takes you longer. Maybe it takes you shorter. Don't get stuck on these details. Just focus on what I'm saying to you. You can't just stop once you've reached that point where that reflection looks like something that you are really proud of if you do you'll lose it right that makes sense so that reflection you know six months later if you stop exercising if you stop working out if you stop eating low carb all those types of things the reflection will start to change i mean six months maybe is uh maybe more like uh what a week two weeks depending on your age but the reality of it is is that if you you have to keep on putting effort forth that same consistent consistency of effort is true with every aspect of your life. If you don't consistently reinforce your personal relationships, you'll lose them. If you don't consistently reinforce your financial relationships, your financial health, you'll lose it. There's nothing in life, nothing in this life, that Where you can just basically kick your feet back up on your desk and say, I'm good. If you hear yourself saying, I'm good, you are full of shit. You just got to look out for these little words because these are little sayings that complacent people like to throw out there. And complacent people, one of their favorite things to do is try to draw more people into being complacent because then they reinforce them not having to actually make effort that they don't want to do. So the essence of what I'm trying to share with you, when I go through this topic of seven habits to, you know, seven, I'm sorry, seven ways to stop being lazy, what I'm trying to help you understand is what the accumulation of having done well over 100,000 individual 30-minute coaching calls has taught me, and and what it's taught me is what I just told you. That you can analyze until the cows come home why you feel the way you feel, why you think the way you think. You can break it down into success journals and goal charts and all this other stuff. You can go to retreats. You can go to all these different little emotional things. Mentally, you can fill your mind with as much self-help as you'd want to. But all of it more or less comes down to the same damn thing. It's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So I was on the call, actually, ironically, with Brandon, the guy who suggested uh, that I read the book. I was on the uh, coaching call with him this morning, and he was telling me about why he has, you know, liked the book, and I'll tell you guys that didn't name of it here in a second. And, uh, and it's a great book. I read a summary of it. I actually bought an audio version of it. I read it a long time ago. I'm going to reread it. But what, it, uh, what was fascinating to me was what he started to say. He started saying, well, I like it because it breaks this down. It says that goals are kind of BS, and that really, at the end of the day, it's all about habits, and it's all about da-da-da-da. So he, he kind of gave me this little you know, book report on what he liked so far, having read about half of it, and I explained, and I asked him, so how is that different than what you've been hearing from me for the past forever, saying it's about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level? And then I asked him this, I said, Brandon, if you were to go and hire David Goggins, you know, you guys know who he is. If you don't read his book, if you were to go hire David Goggins to show up at your freaking bed at 430 in the morning and make your ass get out of bed and, and not, look. He's gonna. you're going to exercise. You're going to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. You are going to be trained by somebody who is a sadist about his own training. Literally, you cannot, you know, okay, you guys get the point. He's not going to want to hear about your feelings, your emotions, the fight you had with your wife, your stubbed toe, your kid who's sick, your worries, your fears, your political leanings, your opinions on anything. He's not going to want to hear any of that bullshit. All he's going to hear is get your ass out of bed and make the effort. And not just make the effort. You can't say you're going to run you know, five miles or ten miles. God knows how many miles that dude runs in a day. Okay? You're not just going to be able to say, well, look, dude, I'm good. I've done my five miles. I know we were supposed to do seven, but I'm out. Not going to happen. He's going to make you run the seven and probably another five just because you gave him some back talk. You guys get my point? If you were to start thinking about your life, about what you're trying to accomplish for yourself in that context and remove all the touchy-feely, you will learn something. And this is what I learned from coaching. And one of the many, many, many things I learned, because coaching is incredibly cathartic, one of the many, many things I learned is your feelings will betray you. Furthermore, you, not only will your feelings betray you, but the people who know how to manipulate you through your feelings will betray you. And I'll give you a for example. This is kind of you know, a loop here from what I was just talking about. You, many of you, are involved in brokerage situations where your broker has co opted your potential. What do I mean by that? You are working towards goals that that are not in true alignment with what's best for you, and you've not taken a breath to realize what I'm saying is true. None of you got into real estate to form a team. None of you got into real estate to do branding. None of you got into real estate to worry about a fancy website. None of you got into real estate to do any of the things that most of you are being convinced you have to do to be labeled successful. You got into real estate because you wanted to be rich. Rich where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money. You got into real estate so that one day you wouldn't actually have to have that 800-pound gorilla in your life. You are, it is a moral imperative for you to be rich. I, I want you to really think about what I just said because it's true. You are morally obligated to get to the point where your money works for you, you no longer have to work for your money. You have to accomplish that goal because, on the other side of that, of no longer having to worry about money, is everything you could possibly imagine in life. How many of your decisions right now, how much of your life right now, how many of your problems right now, perceived problems, are basically tied back to the fact that you have to earn money? Right? How many? All of them, (laughs) right? How many of you drink too much at night because you're trying to numb the effects of having basically had maybe the financial obligations you have? How many of you reward yourself with bullshit food because of that, because the exact same thing? You eat donuts and garbage food. (laughs) I was sitting in the lounge at Delta in uh, Atlanta yesterday, and I sat in three different spots just because I wanted to sort of absorb the different experiences. And there's a whole bunch of things I picked up, mostly that the Delta Lounge is full of people that are, you know, road warriors, or salespeople. But then I was watching what they're eating and drinking. These people are making sales calls and you know, doing their work. And this was like at uh, 11 a.m., maybe 10.30, and they were all drinking beer. <laughs> they were all having wine, and they were all just, it's fat. I did, there was no, maybe one person I saw there that obviously makes an effort to take care of themselves. And I saw, and the, you know, the buffet, if you've never been in a Delta lounge in Atlanta, it's pretty nice. And the food they had out. Julie and I, Julie was in actually the same airport, but in a different lounge because we had different flights leaving Atlanta, and she took pictures of what was there. It was nothing but garbage food, and these people were just lapping it up. Why? Why are they treating their bodies that way? It's because psychologically they're giving themselves little awards. That rewards other. That's how they have associated food. How many of you are eating things just because it makes you feel a certain way? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Your feelings are betraying you. You're feeling like, oh, if I have the you know, Julie used to have a thing with mashed potatoes of all things because it 's something her grandma made if she was on the podcast, she would you know tell you the story. But the gist of it was is mashed potatoes were a staple at every family get together when her her uh, grandma was alive so even though mashed potatoes are full of carbs, even though mashed potatoes are basically garbage food, that was something that she had an emotional attachment to, and she didn 't realize she had an emotional attachment to it. She wasn't able to consciously realize that she was eating this food that she knew made her fat because it gave her some kind of emotional subconscious feeling of you know, connectiveness, even though it wasn't good for her. You guys understand what I'm saying? I know you do. That same thing has happened with regards to your finances. That same thing has happened with regards to many of your brokerage situations. You are not sta- you're staying at that broker because not for financial reasons. Many of you are at the brokerage you're at because of the fact that it makes you feel a certain way. It makes you feel part of a group. It makes you feel part of a unique sp- something or another. Others of you basically are at the brokerage just because you maybe have an attachment. They're not financial reasons, guys. If I were to talk with you about your present situation with regards to your brokerage, which I'm more than happy to do, 512-758-0206, how many of you would be able to justify the decision you're making to be there based on what's financially best for you and your family? None is the answer. Maybe one or two of you would be able to do it. Most of you don't have a clue how much money you're actually making from your brokerage, do you? You don't know what, yo, colon, Tim, that's not fair. I'm in a 90-10 split. Okay, does that include your 6% royalty? Does that include your $300 per transaction? Does that include your errors and emissions insurance you're having to pay yourself? Does that include your annual, you guys get the point, your annual fee for $3,000 that goes God knows where? You're not including those things, are you? You're just, they've manipulated you to just focus on your commission split, but what they've really done, they've figured out a way to make it so that you're not paying attention to all the other money that they're taking from you. This is the modern brokerage model, and you do it to yourself. You spend tons and tons of money on passive lead generation. You spend tons and tons of money on things that make you feel a certain way. Why do you do that? Because you think you need to do it in order to basically seem legitimate in other people's eyes? Because you do it like you're going to spend money having a logo created. There's no money. You're not going to make any money from a damn logo. No one gives a rat's ass if you have a logo or not. Why are you doing it? Because it's a distraction. Because it makes you feel like, oh, I have something now that will try to make me unique. Here's what makes you unique in the consumer's eyes. When you're able to actually provide the service that they think you're supposed to be doing, helping them buy or sell a house, that's what makes you unique. Am I resonating at all with you guys? I know I am the point of all this, the point of being in business, the point of taking the risk, the point of just taking you know taking on the and many of you have never been self employed before and you don't you know wander you wander in real estate not realizing what you've wandered into. you are completely on your own in most cases, and the reality of it is is you don't know how to succeed without having somebody ride you with a whip. And that's not anything that's against you. That's just how you've been, you know, you've just been raised that way. You've come up that way. Well, when you get into real estate, you better sure as hell make sure you remember at all times, in any business, by the way, why you got into this business. In real estate, you should be making at least 75 to 85% net profit margins. When you earn $10,000 after all your bullshit expenses and paying your brokerage, you better be making at least right around 80%. That's how much profit margin you used to be making off your deals, but you're not, are you? Because you've gotten used to paying referral fees. You've gotten used to overpaying on your brokerage. You've gotten used to paying for all these other things, and then at the end of the day, you don't have any profit. There's no money left over. And then you sit down at the end of the year, or when you're thinking about your tax bill, you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, where's all my money? It's because other people have co-opted your dreams and your potential. They've taken away from you your future to benefit them. That's what's happening in many of your lives. Does that make sense, listeners? Does that resonate with you? So when I'm, you know, I have some downtime. Julie and I were doing some traveling, sitting around a lot, reading emails, responding to people who are asking for help, and i was seeing this sort of recurring stress that some of you basically are experiencing from lack of financial security, but you don't know that the stress is from lack of financial security, and then if I shed light on that, that makes you very insecure, because then what am I doing? I'm saying, look, why are you paying that to that? And then all of a sudden, all these emotional responses start to uh, bubble up inside of you that have nothing to do with finances. And then I have to remind you, didn't you originally ask me for help because you were not necessarily moving the ball down the field in terms of your net worth? And now you're telling me you're trying to rationalize $5,000 you just spent on a website that's not going to generate you any business? Do you see how these things are in conflict? But then you're like, oh, I need the website because so-and-so said it, I need a website. Or I need to you know, form a buyer's agent team because so-and-so said I need to form a buyer's agent team. Why did they tell you that? Have you ever thought about that? Why are people trying to – you know, if a broker tells you to form a team – if a broker tells you, or if you're in an environment that's constantly reinforcing that you're a boob, unless you basically have a, you know, army of people working for you, and everyone around you is putting pressure. Oh, look, good job, you took five listings, and so now it's time to add your first assistant. Oh, you've got ten listings, you've done five transactions, now you need to add a buyer's agent. You need to leverage your time. You did a blah 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 blah, and you're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. I don't know any better. Isn't that what a lot of you have done? And then you go and look at your balance sheet. You say, shit, I don't have any freaking money. I haven't made any profit. Well, look, you're not supposed to have any profit following the team model until you've been in the business for three to five years. At that point, you'll do it. Why? Not true. You won't have any profit. Matter of fact, it gets worse. Listen to the interviews I've been doing. So ask yourself, guys, and I know I'm supposed to go on these starting these points, but ask yourself why you're not accumulating net worth in your life. Why are you not moving the ball down the field? Think about the points I tried to make, and in doing so, think about how you feel about the points I'm trying to make, and then notice how much resistance you have. That's an evidence that your feelings are betraying you, because what I just said is irrefutable. What I just said is a fact. It's the truth. And if your emotional response was to shut me down on what I was saying, you've got to realize that that is your ego not wanting to hear the truth, and that's probably one of the things that's keeping you from really being financially free. I am going to get to my first point because I do have time. So how to stop being lazy, seven ways. And this is, I kind of talk about this, but this is a good, succinct way of saying it. Spend no time asking why you're lazy. Don't spend time thinking about it. Most people become lazy because life is just easy enough, most people become lazy when they have about 90 days' worth of financial security. Literally, if they have closings, you guys have closings, sometimes it's 60 days, sometimes it's 90 days, then you'll stop doing the things you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level. You'll stop doing the actual proactive lead generation. You'll stop you know, doing the things that got you there in the first place. So, Spend no time asking why you're lazy. And the other problem is, if you start asking the why am I lazy, then you get suckered into the whole mindset horseshit, where you start asking what your big why is. Or you start asking yourself what your, and we're going to talk about goals a little bit today, but you're going to say, well, you just, you know, someone's going to tell you, you just need to drill down on what your goals are. You just don't have clearly defined goals. You need to, duh, 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 duh. okay? All this mindset crap starts to, oh, you need a dream board, bro, you need a dream board. Or you learn need to learn to meditate. You need to go to a meditation retreat. By the way, if you want to hear a great idea, I'm about to give it to you. Do a meditation retreat, okay? You hold a meditation retreat. And at this meditation retreat, let everyone know they're going to be meditating. You know, you're going to show up at some nice place, you know, Dorado Beach, Puerto Rico, and you're going to show up there for a meditation retreat at the Ritz-Carlton. Sounds great. Charge people whatever you want to charge them. They're going to show up, and then they're going to sit in a room, and they're going to meditate, and what do you do when you meditate? You don't talk. You just sit there and you meditate. That's it. you got to give them maybe lime water. That's a great idea for a retreat. <laughs> right? People have done that. People pay for that. There's things that happen like this in California that I've had coaching clients go to. I'm going to a meditation retreat. What? The hell is that? We sit in a room and we meditate. What? You pay for this? You sit in a room and you meditate and you pay to be in this room. And nobody's saying anything. You're just sitting there with your legs crossed, meditating. This is something you pay for. And they say, yes, so oh, it's wonderful. I'm with the so-and-so guru. Okay, got it. You guys get the insanity of that. Point number two: set short-term goals. Now I want you guys to start questioning the word goals. I'm going to talk to you about that today, or tomorrow rather. Your aim is to form new habits, ultimately which are daily rituals. So when you're, some of you, uh, you're feeling. By the way, if you, if you ever say the word overwhelm, over, that's just a way for you to know that that word, if you feel that word popping in your head, that's just an indicator that you just need to drill down and just focus on maybe two or three things. And here's the first example, and you guys probably have read books about this, but what you need to do is um, well, ask yourself, what are you going to get accomplished in the next 60 minutes? So, write down like one thing, and it can be a simple thing that you're going to do in the next 60 minutes. You're going to make maybe a call you didn't want to make. You're going to maybe have a conversation with somebody you didn't want to have. You're going to do something, you're going to do that in the next 60 minutes. Once you accomplish that, then you can start maybe with the next 60 minutes, you're going to do the next thing. This is how they call it habit stacking, or they call it, this is a way to, sh- you're, you're proving to yourself psychologically that you are able to, to uh, you know, you can accomplish something. You're not overwhelmed. You can do something. You just need to focus on what's most important, and that's the key. And when you're trying to decide what is most important, ask yourself what it is you're avoiding doing the most, and whatever you're avoiding doing the most, that's what the most important thing is. <laughs> you see how that works? That annoying, but it's true. So what three things? next part was, in the next 60 minutes, pick one thing, and then ask yourself, what three things will you do today? So when you uh, go to bed, The night before, write down the three most important things you're going to do the following day. And remember, always make those things focus on being of service to other people and making money. Don't be confused about what your role in this this industry is. When you're of service to other people, when you're helping other people accomplish their goals, you will make money. If you just approach your relationships with the idea of making money, not being of service, you won't make any money. So you have to start with the idea that you're going to be of service. You, many of you, can't be of service because you don't have the skill set to be of service that is the truth you don't know what to say you don't know how to say it that's the reason you're seduced by people trying to sell you websites and logos oh you just need a logo and a fancy website and people want to do business with you that is a lie people want to do business with you when you know how to answer their questions when you're great lead follow-up when you actually become a professional how about that have you thought about that have you thought about how simple that is But you don't want to learn scripts. You don't want to learn a listing presentation. You don't want to do the work you don't want to do, do you, many of you? That's the reason that you're struggling because you have to realize that you will find everything you want in life, money, lifestyle, everything you want in life is on the other side of helping other people. If you do not have what you want in life, it's because you have not helped enough people yet accomplish the goal of uh, what they want in life. That's really how it works. There's a direct equation. When you see somebody who has a richer, better life than you, it's because they have either consciously or subconsciously accepted the fact that they have to be of service to other people. And when they are, not just one, one doesn't get you very far. You have to help dozens of people and then hundreds of people and then over time thousands of people, tens of thousands, millions. You guys get the point. When you operate on that level – and you are really focused on trying to be of service to other people and trying to help the other person, not yourself, on them, they're going to feel that, and that's what makes you special. And then they're going to want to do business with you. Hopefully you guys feel that with everything Julie and I do. If you read our book, Harris Rules, not about Tim and Julie, is it? We're not talking about ourselves. When you listen to this podcast, don't really talk about ourselves, do we? We talk about and think about intensely what we can say we say it so that we're of service to you, so we can actually help you, so we can make it so that you push past the stuff that I know is floating around your head from having done all those coaching calls. So Julie and I are not motivational speakers. Please do not say we're motivational speakers. That's a little barfy to me. Please do not say that we're anywhere in that whole realm of self-help. I don't like that self-help realm. I think it's a lie. We're in the getting shit done realm. There's no section on the bookshelf for that, right? You guys get the point? Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, not when you feel like it. So the takeaway points from today is spend no time asking why you're lazy. Most people become lazy because life is just easy enough. I use finances as an example, but there's other things, for example, too, like You don't do what you're supposed to be doing physically because essentially you've built this world around you, which is, you know, everyone else is similar to you in terms of what they look like and how they treat their bodies. And so you kind of got this echo chamber of, you know, being fat and out of shape. I mean, if we're being honest, that's true, right? So spend no time asking why you're lazy about your relationships. Just stop doing it. Don't worry about what to say or how to say it. Just go tell your wife or your husband or your kids or your aunt or your uncle or your dog that you love them and give them a hug. Don't psychoanalyze your bullshit. Just go and take the action, and you'll find that basically what's going to happen is the action is going to skip all the interim steps. You know, like for example, just to really drill this down, if you're wanting to know how to get your body in shape, I'm going to tell you in less than 60 seconds. Ready? Start your timer. Boom. Low-carb, join Orange Theory. If you're a man, have your hormones checked. You know, in other words, go and have your uh, testosterone level checked. Those three things. What was that, 15 seconds? There you go. I just told you. And then obviously with the low T thing, you're going to want to, you know, make sure you're getting enough sleep and you're going to want to cut back on the booze. But all this is, you know, part of the same bucket. Those are the things you have to do. You already knew all those things, didn't you? You've heard all this before, but you don't do it. Why? You don't think you're worth it? Who cares? You don't Because you're, you had an abusive family? Who cares? Because all your friends are the same way? Ah, forget them. Don't worry about the why. You get the point? The why will pull you further down the rabbit hole. Just take the action in the opposite direction, even if it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little micro step. That's what matters. And then it gets easier because you start seeing yourself build that momentum. You start yourself seeing yourself become successful. Just by, for example, now look, going and buying a book on low-carb is not what I'm asking you to do. Going and driving by Orange Theory or going to the website is not what I'm asking you to do. What I'm asking you to do is get your heavy butt over to Orange Theory and sign up and start going two or at least three days of the week. What I'm asking you to do is just go online and read some information about low-carb, but you already know what it is. You've heard it a million times. Just cut out sugar. 50 grams or less should be your – you do those two things, really. And you should have your blood tested. You should have all that things. But when you do those two things, everything in your life is going to change because you're going to see yourself doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Those are extreme things. But if you, you know, think about it, when you start getting your body in shape and you start forcing yourself off your lazy streak and your negative momentum – with regards to your weight and your, you know, all those types of things, the business stuff is easy. Making money is actually easier than those other things I just told you. It is. And when you start looking in the mirror, it might take 90 days. It might take six months. It might take a year. And you see a different reflection back, that changes everything. And what you don't, don't just do one thing. Do things simultaneously because one thing reinforces the other. Hopefully this all makes sense to you guys. So listen, I'm going to round the band on today's show. We're going to pick up where we left off today, tomorrow, and I'm going to get to uh, probably the next couple points tomorrow. I really, hopefully, I did my best to try to help all of you realize that no matter where you are in life, you can completely change the trajectory of your life. No matter what you're experiencing right now, no matter how bleak you think it is, no matter how dark feelings you have, realize that every single thing you want in life is the other side of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. What is it that you're – here's your homework, listeners. What is it that you can do today, right now, that you truly don't want to do? What are the top three things? I just gave you, hopefully, a couple that all of you will take seriously. Join Orange Theory today, not tomorrow. Stop procrastinating it. Don't research it. Don't find out about CrossFit. Don't do all this other horse shit you've been doing. Get off your butt and go join Orange Theory today. Okay? Number two, I want you to adopt a low-carb lifestyle It's better for all of you. You don't need to ask your doctor, do a bunch of research, and go to a bunch of different Facebook groups and talk a bunch of – no, 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 no. do low-carb. I just told you. That's number two. And number three, I want you to write a list right now of five people. This is super simple. Many of you are going to see this as overly simple, and for many of you it is. I want you to write down a list of five people that you could call today – and have a nice conversation with that would be easy for you to do, and you end the, it doesn't even have to be about real estate, but you end the conversation with this one statement. By the way, you can do this in person too. It's fine. matter of fact, you can do this when you join Orange Theory. See how that works. End every conversation with, "By the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling a home that I should be helping?" All of you can say that there's no rejection on the other side of that. The other say, "I know someone or I don't. That's easy, isn't it? No pain involved. You guys get the point? So please take this seriously. Please take action on this. If you guys need me for anything, please feel free to uh, text me at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, text the word Harris to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. And when you do, you're going to be given a uh, the books that I promised and also be uh, – you'll give them the opportunity to speak to one of our new member coaches about a coaching call. So go ahead and text the word Harris to 31996. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you.